Hello again, Dwayne Drummond here with Ali Alberigo, SuluOwnerTalk.com. Ali, hey Dwayne, I think I'm great, and I think we ironed out our issues from last week. I, I just had my camera and uh, all my equipment just went haywire. I have no idea, but that's just the, the great thing about uh, electronics. You know, one day they're doing everything you want, and then the next day something goes wrong, one, something little. But we're back on, ready to go. Yeah, and I am at the, at the office at the studio today because I just got done with a uh, a field trip uh, with 75 uh, uh, kindergartners today, and then I'll have another 75 on uh, – or about 75 on uh, – on Friday. So that'll be wow. a good start to the year with, uh, you know, we got our karate for Christmas people on trial, but, but we can get these people maybe to come in for, you know, a two week trial so that uh, the turnover is faster than the uh, karate for Christmas, if that makes sense. Yeah. And you know, it's so cool. I, I know that as school owners, we always talk, you know, like we're, it's interesting. And I, and I just love to think about the philosophy like this, like some people, you know, I've been known to be a businessman and and uh, and a martial arts school owner. And then when when people don't like something that's going on within the martial arts or they decide to quit, then all of a sudden they look at you as just a businessman, right? So I've been known to be and said like, oh yeah, that guy Ali Alberigo, he's just a businessman. He's all about the business. I I kind of almost laugh at that because there are certain times where I I don't understand where people can separate the two, like. Is a college not about the business? Because they never just say, hey, listen, you, you could go for free or do whatever you want or miss classes or wear whatever you want, show up in your bikini or show up in, you know, with no shirt on in the bathing suit. Like all the rules, everything is identical. However, sometimes for, and sadly for a small business owner or a martial arts school owner, we get put into this different category. And then people try to insult you or maybe try, you know, they look at you differently and think that, oh my God, you're, you know, you're a businessman. But yeah, if you don't run a school, if you don't have an office and you can't sit down, you won't be able to pay the bills. How many schools that you and I know of that, go out of business every year because they're, you know, they just know how to teach martial arts or, or they do martial arts. Some of them don't even know how to teach. And then they end up going out of business and they hurt more people than they could have ever helped. Right. So it's interesting. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's sad. It's, uh, this is not, I, I don't know. Everybody thinks it's easy, you know, and right. I guess conceptually, conceptually it, it is easy to a certain degree. I mean, if you teach, um, you know, or you give the, the, the people what they're looking for and, and it's a good product, they're going to keep coming back. Um, and if you don't do that, they're not going to keep coming back. But the problem is if you don't know how to save money, if you don't know how to invest the money back into your business and, and just all those type of things, uh, you could have a really good thriving business, um, but you know on the financial end you're you're screwed because you you don't know how to run uh, yeah. the business and you mismanage all that stuff. So there's there's yeah. some uh, there's a lot of learning curves I think in our industry because I would say most of us went into it without some sort of uh, business type background if that makes sense. Right. No, it does. I mean, you know, it's almost like saying, and, and here's a perfect example. I, I have a lot of friends that have been in the military, right? And they're highly disciplined, highly amazing, talented people. And um, then they leave the military and some of them struggle to exist in, in our open society. And I've spoken to some of them in the past and they've said to me, well, I was so used to the structure. Like they told me when to get up, when when to eat, when to sleep, when you know when to have rest time, you know, and do whatever we need to do. And um, then when I went out on my own, I didn't know how to do it all on my own. 
You know, so um, the same thing goes for a martial artist. Just because you did martial arts and you got a black belt doesn't mean you know how to teach, number one. You, you might not, you might right. be a great fighter and a great black belt, you might not be a great teacher. And number two, you certainly don't know how to run a business. And, you know, and I have to say that the martial art business, and I've had many businesses. I have landscape business, tile setting, painting business, construction company, jewelry business, um, you know, like a lot of different businesses in my lifetime that I've had. And the martial arts is, is not the easiest business to run because there's so many dynamics to it. You're dealing with live interactive play um, with people who are changing by the day. Right. So a parent brings their child. They want them to learn confidence. They, you know, they want them to learn self-esteem. They're getting bullied. Once you teach them those things, then what? Now they're, oh, they're bored. Well, that's because they have to continue to train and, and learn more, you know, and, and there's so much that we have to do to change those hats on a regular basis. And um, it leads kind of into what we're supposed to talk about today, whereas how people become disgruntled. Like one of my favorite quotes is complacency breeds contempt. Right. When people get used to you and they and they get used to the environment, um, they tend to start be, to become contemptible. Right. Like, for example, relationships, you know, you love each other, you're dating, everything's fresh and new. And then, um, you know, years go by and the little things that were cute are now annoying. You know, oh, my God, how he snorts when he laughs or, you know, oh, my God, you know, when he does this or she does that. And now it's like, oh, my God, like they snort all day long when they laugh, you know, and then all of a sudden that that complacency that used to it, you know, being used to it starts to become annoying to you. And um, people forget how lucky they are, um, you know, to be in your facility or your school and, and what they have. Like, look at that beautiful office right behind you. I mean, there are some schools I, I review schools on a regular basis. They look like you're in a dungeon. Like, you know, it's like literally carved out of stone and you're smelly, pads laying all over, not a beautiful leather chair to sit on and, you know, decorated nicely and clean. People forget sometimes what they have it in front of them or they don't realize I don't know if you, I don't know if you can see that uh, Bruce Lee painting up there, but one of my students yeah. painted that for me and gave it to me for Christmas. That is <clears> awesome. <throat> I love it. Game of Death, too. That's what it's from. Yep. The movie yep. Game of Death, yeah. So, I mean, so today we said, you know, how do we deal with disgruntled people, whether it be in real time, face-to-face, -face, which is becoming less and less of an issue, but more so social media-wise, or, um, you, know, uh, you know, whether it be on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, you know, Google AdWords, Google Reviews, I mean, uh, you know, things where anyone can voice their opinion without consideration of, uh, of uh, you know, how you feel and, and what goes on, and also um, without, how much, uh, consider, without consideration on how much it's doing damage to your business just because they're feeling annoyed. So what do you think about that? Well, I, I, uh, I, 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 let's say I fall under the 80-20 rule with regards to the fact that um, I think 80% of, of all of the disgruntledness can be dealt with on the front end so that that if you do your due diligence on the front end, uh, you you only have to deal with 20% of those problems. And so do I, what do I mean by that? I mean, you know, having not only having clear-cut rules and, and guidelines and those type of things, but having those uh, in place, following them, and making sure that they're communicated to your constituents. So your students and the right. parents – they need to know up front what all of those things consist of and, and how they operate and what is the street three-strike rule and, 
and what have you. So, like, let, let, let me give you a for instance. We have, and we've talked about this before, <coughs> we have a, uh, a clipboard that's <clears throat> our strike clipboard. And so, and, and, and I've got two training floors, so I've got one clipboard in the back, one clipboard in the front. And if you don't bring in your uh, sparring gear, let's say, because you're supposed to bring it every class, or you don't bring in your weapon or you forget your belt or your uniform's disheveled, uh, uh, whatever it is, or, um, uh, you know, the uh, uh, your your attitude out on the floor sucks, right? Right. Uh, you're gonna get you're gonna get put on that list, mm-hmm. and you get basically three strikes. The fourth strike, you're not allowed to test. You're right. Just you're not allowed to test. I don't care. In that three month testing cycle, where you are at, um, you will finish that three month testing cycle and then do it over again. Right. Uh, that can piss off some people, right? Yeah. And so, number one, that system and those rules are can be complicated. So, number one, they have to be written down and explained plainly. But they also have to be, uh, you know, reminded at the, um, uh, in the enrollment conference and signed off on. So, meaning right. that, you know, on the contract it actually says, you know, that that uh, you're willing to hear by, I forget the verbiage, but, you know, about the, 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 the four-strike rule or whatever it's called. And uh, you understand that, yes, I, you know, you're paying for th- th- those three months of, of training and potentially your child or, or yourself, you know, the student may have to do another three months on top of that because they didn't follow the rules, blah, 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 blah. Um, so all of that has to be reiterated on, uh, you know, at the enrollment conference. So we've got our, you know, welcome manual that has all that information in it, but then we re-go over that at the enrollment conference. Um, and then when they, it, when and if they do get on that list, uh, the first time is a verbal warning. Uh, and by the way, it's collective, so it could be any of those things. It doesn't have to be, you know, you got it uh, three times and then you lose, uh, or like three, I, I forget my, sparring gear three times and then that happens it could be you know it could be sparring gear one time belt another my attitude a third and then the fourth time could have been i i i i came in with my uniform disheveled right and that would be four times anyways first strikes just verbal warning between the instructor and the student second strike is a verbal warning to the student but then on top of that um you know they uh uh we talk with the parent if it's a parent so we make sure that the parent knows that they're on their second strike. Same thing with the third. The second strike is just like uh, we're in the hallway talking real quick. Hey, look, I want to let you know. Third strike, we actually set up a meeting. So we bring them in the office, and then either I or uh, Mr. Bean sits down with them, goes over the other three strikes, you know, all three strikes that they had, make sure that they understand that that's the rule. So all that to say that there's a lot of front-end work that I think can be done you know, prior to having someone disgruntled. It's not to say that it's going to stop everybody, but I think it would stop 80% of our problems through proper communication on the front end and then in the, even in the middle reminding about the uh, uh, communication that we had prior to. Does that make sense? Right. It does, definitely. Um, 
I love what you're doing, and and I I want like I almost I'm almost nervous. And listen, I'm a hard nose. You know me, right? Like I'm thick headed. I want it my way or the highway. And many people don't like that about me, right? And the people I've had a whole group of people pick up and leave and go to another school from one of my old students who opened up his own school and yada yada yada. And um, some of them don't like me for the way I am. However, this is the way I am, and this is the way I've been running my school for 27 years. And no matter what, they come to me to be in my school, uh, not to come to me to be in my school and change how I run my school so it fits them, right? So we have to have our rules right. in place. But it scares me, though, like, you know, because I've been, like, I had a parent the other day. I know that I gave him his startup shirt, and uh, which is, goes under his uniform. I said, sir, did you, you know, you don't have your shirt on. Now, I remember seeing him wearing it, the kid, twice already. Oh, I never got one of those. Oh, okay, no problem. And I didn't want to say, no, I know it. You did because I've seen it and you, maybe you lost it or whatever, but no, I never got it. I'm like, Ashley, just throw him another shirt. It cost me, you know, whatever. Give it to him, you know? Okay, great. So he's happy. I'm happy. But I, but I also have to push the, you know, the rules and make sure everyone comes dressed in their uniform. They do what they're supposed to do. But dealing with people who are disgruntled when things don't go their way. For example, if someone in my school, they don't want to come anymore and they're in a yearly agreement and they're in a contract and they decide to quit, they just say, I, I don't want to pay. We're not coming. Yet they, we tell them, we literally, right before they sign the contract, we go over it again and say, you do realize that this is for a year commitment, and no matter what, you're going to be signed up for the year. You have to make your payments. We hope that you'll keep your kid going no matter what, whether they're bored or struggling or, you know, we'll be there for you 100% of the way. But the minute that they, things are not to their advantage at times, they just, boom, they'll turn on you. Like you used to be Dwayne. You're amazing. You're the greatest Oh, you want me to pay? My son doesn't want to go. You're you're such a money hungry businessman, and all you care about, you know. And it's like, what happened to the agreement between the two of us that you promised to stay for a year? I promised to give you all of my knowledge, you know, fifty years of training. I'm going to share with you all of that stuff and give you an environment that you could love, you know. So people then will change on you. Um, this is uh, somebody's on here. It's so odd. Um, somebody wrote, "Hello, am I late?" This is the weirdest white national podcast I have read. Did you see those comments? Yeah, I wasn't even, yeah, even going to read any of that because that doesn't matter. Yeah, but I don't know what it actually is, though. Like, who? Like again, like, what is that? Like, wh whoever's on there, I, it goes to show you this. So what does that mean? Like, I just love when people say things like this. It's just my perfect point. Like, it's like point of views from, like, out of space. I just don't get it. Anyway. Um, so uh, back to us and what we're doing. So, uh, what, you know, what do you think is a good way to turn, um, turn people from maybe disgruntled or a little unhappy into what we call raving fans? Like, do you have some steps that you take of communication where someone is unhappy and then you work out the situation? Like, can you share with the school owners a good yeah. way to do that? And, and by the way, if you're listening, it doesn't matter uh, whether um, whether you are a business owner or it's a relationship. And Lewis just wrote, ignore the trolls. I don't even know. I, I'm just I'm blown away by whoever wrote what they wrote. I just don't even know how it even compares to what we're doing. Um, but uh, anyway, so what you know, how do we get people and what are the steps to creating a relationship that has a benefit at the end and making each other, both sides can get together? I know you have some great ideas on that. Yeah, well, I. Here's what, what, what I operate in, and what I mean by that is, number one, if there's a problem, I want to meet face-to-face. -face. I don't want to do it over the phone. Um, I don't want to do it through email. We want 
I would say almost 100% of the time uh, meet face-to-face. This, the second thing is, um, you know, when we're meeting face-to-face, I want to I hear where they're coming from. I want to see what their perspective is. I want to see where we went wrong. I don't come into the conversation thinking that I'm, I'm, I'm right. I know that I could be right, um, but it doesn't matter if I'm right because if the perception shows differently, then obviously, you know, um, it doesn't matter if I'm right. And so I really try to find out what the, the, the underlying problem uh, really is because even sometimes what the problem is, you know, being presented is not truly the problem, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. And so then the next piece to that is once I hear, uh, you know, what they talk about, what their what their point of view is, um, you know, I, I depending on what it is, I mean, I almost always have to agree with them because that's their perspe- that's their perspective, their perception. Um, and then I try to, you know, tell them or go through. Um, the, um, the the problem and maybe how it got there, if it's our fault that it got there, of course I apologize for that. Um, every single time that I've had these type of incidences, I've tried to take and learn from them and put things, like I said before, in the beginning of their training so that those things don't happen. But the rule of three still applies. One is I I, uh, I verbally apologize to them. And then I will uh, write a letter and send them an, uh, like a, just an apology note, just something small. And then when I see them again, um, be it that same week, be it a week later, whatever it is, uh, I do apologize a third time. And, and I, I do that specifically because I want them to know uh, that I, I, I really am sorry for the miscommunication. I'm sorry that it ended this way or it started this way or whatever it is, and I'm doing my due diligence to to make sure that uh, this doesn't happen to anybody else. And 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 even w- when I've been in those situations, I've gone back um, by the third time that I apologized and I let them know what I actually put in place <coughs> to make sure that this doesn't happen again. So that I want them to know that I, I I'm not just making that stuff up, that I've actually created a system to uh, help alleviate that or limit that from being a problem again. Yeah, I love that. And I, I think that that's, you know, there, there are certain ways, like, first of all, we have to develop a communication network, right? And, and, and the area where people feel comfortable to tell you how they feel and come in and speak to you when they have concerns um, and at the same time to accept those concerns with, um, you know, understanding and compassion but some logical train of thought. And uh, we, we just have to find out what they're looking to accomplish, what they could do, and uh, and work from there. It, it, I, I don't know if you're seeing, Dwayne, as far as the hosting, the, the guy is able, whoever's on there is actually hosting and making comments as a host on uh, on our page. So mm. I don't know how they have did we been, that. Have we been hacked? <laughs> yeah, I guess we've been hacked, dude. That first time, I don't know if that's a privilege. Maybe I feel uh, I feel privileged that we've been hacked and someone's able to get in there. I mean, because he's actually posting now as a host because it's coming out under our um, you know our page. Anyway, so I guess we'll, we'll keep talking. I mean, we could always go in and check this out and and you know whatever's being said. So I don't know what's going on there, but. Um, anyway, long story short, you know, we want to work with our clientele. We want to probably set up, find out exactly, exactly what 
is going on, um, what they feel and why they feel it, right? And then from there, um, work on a solution between the two and then come up with some timelines in which to have the solution, uh, you know, or the, the situation finished or the issue taken care of and then set up a time at a future date to go over it and make sure that it actually has been done, right? So in other words, like, you know, okay, Mrs. Smith, you know, little Johnny doesn't want to come to class anymore. He got hurt or he was upset. He didn't get his belt. And what could we do as a team, you and I, mom and dad and I, to fix the situation? Can we work with him, bring him to some private lessons or some extra classes or whatever the case may be? Um, and then from there, at that point, um, we could then come up with a solution of, of what they feel would work because they know their child well and we know them as well. And, and then say, okay, let's meet in three weeks to make sure that the progress is going well, right, and, uh, and work from there. So, um, yeah, it's just so odd. I mean, I see the guy coming in and, and uh, the, the posts are all under our logo. Right? Interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, we've been so everyone who's listening. Here's the simple thing: anything that's being written that says school owner talk right now, um, you know, blah blah blah. It, it's somehow we've been hacked, and and he's actually writing with the using that um, our logo and everything in our name, school owner talk, and he's able to respond and, as if he was with us, you know, on on our on our uh, on our as a as a host. Oh, well, hey, well, we'll just finish it. And yeah, we'll... yeah, yeah. How do we deal with disgruntled people? Here we go. So, like, I don't understand who this guy is, but at the same time, why is he upset? Why is he saying negative things? It's great, though, that he's doing this because I love when this happens. Like, why, well, you know, I, why, I, why do people? I, I, think do... It, I don't know. You know what? Here's the deal. You know, I mean, if we're going to sit and talk about this guy, uh, let me just say this, okay? Apparently, he's some sort of medium or whatever, uh, psychic, you know? Uh, if that's the case, then he should have already posted on our wall before we even had this conversation, and he would have known yeah. everything that we were talking about. So uh, I'm, I'm not, con- you know what I mean? And and yeah. apparently, if, if this is true and he's hacked us, then you know uh, he knows a little bit more about computers than I do. So whatever. Yeah. But, but what's uh, interesting is that you know what I find to be interesting is that you know, and then let's just take this into our own realm of running a school. Like, you just never know why people, what their intentions are until you communicate. You know, you never know what's bothering someone, why they're the way they are, what they're feeling, unless you communicate. Um, quite frankly, though, sometimes people, it's hard for them to communicate because sometimes they're frustrated. Like, for example, you know, um, a, a parent has a child in a martial arts school, and maybe the kid isn't progressing the way that they think the child should be progressing. So they may get frustrated with the child's progress, thinking that it's the child's fault. And if they don't want to say it's the child's fault, then they want to blame the school. Um, However, what I like to always point out is that we're a team. Um, And, uh, you know, it's me as a teacher and all the other senseis and the parents and the student. We're all one complete team, and we're all after the same goal, is to have that child become excellent in what they do. Um, So if someone somewhere is feeling slighted, it's due to a lack of communication or understanding. Now, of course, we're not – always going to be the right flavor of ice cream for everybody. So if someone's unhappy, um, you know, you have to deal with that situation and try to see what you could do to make it work. Now, um, what, what, do you, what are your steps to you? Like, let's say social media. I know someone writes a negative review. How, how do you respond? Do you have a certain way that you respond to things and so on and so forth? 
Uh, well, you know, I guess hopefully you take care of it before it ever becomes a social media problem. You know what I mean? Right. But let's say someone did um, leave and, um, and uh, is, uh, you know, someone did leave and um, they are they're disgruntled and they're going to write negative reviews or something like that to that effect. How to, you know, what do we know? Do you usually respond to the social media? I know I do. I try to always respond. If someone says, Hey, Shan Alley is a jerk. I want to respond or he didn't do this and he did that. I always want to at least respond and not in a negative way, you know, but just to respond to show that I am as the owner not just going to sit back and let people say whatever they want to say, but at the same time, I'm not going to get into an open debate and fight with them, right? So I want to, you know, I would like to show my point of view because not always their point of view is right or not always my point of view is 100% correct, but together, maybe we could work together. I always want to show them that I, I want to do my best to rectify or fix the situation or at least apologize if they felt slighted in any way. But at the same time, I'm not, always just going to accept the fact that people could write negative things about me and say whatever they want. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I guess I would, re, you know, I would respond um, and I would ask for a face-to-face -face -to -face meeting, you know. Right. Uh, if they're not willing to give a face-to-face -face meeting, I might even post that on there. Um, but, you know, the other thing is to, to push down the negative reviews. Obviously, you just get more positive reviews um, right. from, from people that know and like you and stuff like that. Um, and that should be something that you're, uh, can you, that should, that can be done systematically, meaning that, um, at a certain day, a certain time, at a certain position, uh, you know, in, in the, the life of your, your student body, that you should be asking them to, um, you know, give their honest review of your, of your business. Um, right. And directing them to the, 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 the different platforms that you want them to do. And even, uh, creating a video even on how to instruct them how to do it in case they don't know how to do it, that type of thing. Um, yeah. But, yeah, back back to the, the you know, the, the individual that may or may not be disgruntled, whatever. I, I would just, uh, um, you know, obviously try to work it out with them. If it can't be done face-to-face, -face, maybe it can be done uh, over the telephone. Uh, I just don't like doing the email stuff back and forth. There's a lot of things yeah. that the, the, the text can be misconstrued um, because you can't put the emphasis on things. So if, they, yeah, and if they're not willing to do that, if they're not willing to at least speak with me over the phone, then I would just move on. I, I heard a great quote. I forget who actually said it, um, but the quote was something like, um, people will read what they read based on their emotional state at that time. So in other words, you could say, you're the greatest person ever. I really think you're amazing. And they'll be like, oh, he's just, saying that because, you know, like if they're feeling pessimistic and negative, they may read no matter what you say um, to, uh, you know, to as a negative, right? So um, that's why text is tough. And you're right. Eye to eye contact. It's harder to be mean to someone when they see you. Like I had a student come in the other day and, uh, oh, not the other day, like a few months ago. And he, he's been with me since he's a kid and he quit. Um, because of school and he's busy, um, but he's also now training with his training partners at, at another dojo. And uh, But when he left, uh, at first he wrote me this letter, and I said, just come in and meet with me. And the letter was much harsher than when he met with me in person, and he actually broke down in tears because there was an emotional relationship between the two of us. But when it came to just writing it on paper, it's very easy to just write and say things, you know, like you do on the Internet, and you say things all the time without any, any regard for whoever's behind 
that computers, reading those hurtful words, right? So it's super important for us to understand that face-to-face -face meetings are great. Phone, it, phone is the next step, right? And if you have to do it on email, like you said, just apologetically ask them to come back in and chat with you or, or give you a phone call so that you could work on stuff and, and be able to help out and do whatever you can to at least leave and part as friends. Someone else is – a lot of good people joined in here. James Costello, he owns Nakato Schools of Self-Defense. Um, he's a great guy. Uh, you know, we had also uh, Louis Acosta from Florida. Frank Martano joined in. Um, we also had another person. I saw his name come up on our screen, but I can't find his comment here. I'm going to refresh my screen, but he also had a great comment. I'm going to look and see what that was. Let me refresh and get to him. But um so so really have you have you ever read the book Raving Fans? Um I have not. I have it on my bookshelf. I, I, I need to see it. It's a red book cover, but I'd have to look at it and find out where. But we could probably look it right up on Instagram. But it was all about it was all about how to turn negatives into positives, how to create a following. And it, I think it I don't think, I know it all goes back to communication, right? So one of my other friends told me, he said, listen, if people think badly about you and you're a good person and they want to say negative things, um, they, will, uh, they will say things, uh, you know, from their heart of how they're feeling at that moment. But if they know your heart and they know what you want and they know how you think, they may, uh, they may not say the things that they say or feel the way they feel, if that makes sense, right? Because right. – um, it's easy to be angry at someone. I find this to be interesting in even with the uh, presidential issues right now, right? Um, the president could say something and people applaud while other people make a face, right? There are two different sides to the coin. Some people love him. Some people hate him. But there are certain things that I, that I watch and I'm going like that was a totally biased, regular, relaxed statement. Um, that everybody should like. Like, let's make the world a better place for everyone, right? And, and there are certain people that applaud and certain people that make a disgruntled face um, because they're, they're, they're colored by their personal emotions, right? And they're, they're not thinking about the statement or thinking about the person. They're not thinking logically. They're just thinking through their anger or their feelings, their personal feelings. So I think that's why it's great for us to kind of communicate on a regular basis. Like I, I personally, as a martial arts school owner, all I care about is making my students amazing. I want to honestly share with them um, so much knowledge so that it could prepare them for everything, the little kids, what they do in life, help enhance and change people's lives that are involved in the martial arts in my school, whether they're young or older. Um, and I want my martial art, my spiritual side of my martial art to change their lives. And that's what we do. So how do we deal with disgruntled people? I think the key is communication. If communication doesn't work, then we have to try to set up some way to communicate. And if the two sides are not willing to communicate, I guess you have to kind of walk away. Right? I don't know. It's funny. Uh, you know, whoever it is is making some funny comments, though. I don't know how it is. But, oh, Andrew Hanshu Andrew said, uh, you can't be afraid to part ways. Um, yeah. You know, that way, uh, you know, sometimes you – and that's okay, though, right? I'm going to give you the perfect example. I'm going to spill my personal life, right? My ex-wife and I, when we decided not to be together and we had my daughter um, – you know, so we had two choices or, you know, the typical choice was do the divorce route, get angry, get an attorney, fight with each other. Right. And people immediately, the minute we decided to part ways, close family relatives took sides. 
they, you know, you better do this and she better do that. And I even had other, you know, other parts on her side getting angry with me. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Janelle and I are not fighting. We're not arguing. We want this to be great. So don't let's let us do it. And we and then we went to mediation and um, we talked it out and we are best friends. I not even just friends or family to this day. Right. And um, we just went, my fiance, Nicole and I and Janelle and her boyfriend or fiance and her, her mom and my daughter went out for dinner and hung out. We hang out and people are like, you went out with your ex-wife and her fiance and your fiance. And like, they don't get the concept. We, we get along so well that um, it literally is the greatest thing ever. But at first people were like, ready. It's like, let's battle. Let's get an attorney. Let's screw each other for as much money as we can. And her, and then we were like, no, 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 no. We're going to do this differently. And, and it worked out great. So sometimes it takes great maturity to kind of part ways in a civil manner and, and, and that way. However, um, sometimes, you, you know, you want to do that and other people are not willing, then I guess you have to just accept the fact that you can't please everybody and you have to move on. Yeah, but I, I, I think, um, again, 80-20, I think 80% of the problems can be headed off with the proper communication up front. The other 20%, uh, you're just going to have, and, you know, maybe 80% of that 20% you can salvage, you know, and the other 20% of that 20% you can't, you know, and that's right. just the way that it, that, that it's going to be. But, yeah, I, you I, know, I've, I, I always, I actually always start off uh, by, in, in our, um, um, like in our enrollment conference and stuff, you know, I just tell them, you know, that, uh, you know, if this isn't the right program for you, then we'll just part as friends. Right. You know? I mean, I, I actually just say that, you know, I, I don't want yeah. any bad feelings between us, um, especially don't want them having bad feelings to me. Right. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know what that and I always say like too, you know, li- listen, if we leave as friends, we and everybody does what they're supposed to do. And we, we end our relationship the way it's supposed to be ended and we leave as friends. There's always a chance that you may change your mind and want to come back. You know, sure. I don't want there ever to be a negative vibe where they leave and, and some people will leave and they'll, oh, they owe two or three months on their agreement left and they I don't want to pay anymore. I'm like, man, but you're supposed to, you know, we've given you all this stuff and you agreed. No, well, we're not paying. And then they leave. They just basically shut the door. Uh, you know, they'll never come back, not only because I probably wouldn't let them because they didn't live up to their agreement, but at the same time, they never would come back and say, I feel really funny because I ended this on a bad note. I've had like three or four students that left on bad terms. Um, not three or four, but three or four that I can remember that have come back. And it was really bad where they were negative. They were saying things on the Internet and they were putting me down and they went on forums and they said this stuff. And then years had gone by and then they, said, they came back and apologized. And I accepted them back and some of them are my students still to this day. Um, and... Uh, but it took great maturity on their part to apologize, admit that they would, did, shouldn't have done what they did and come back. And I had to accept the apology and let it all go so I could train them with trust and still keep them in my school. And, and it has been a good relationship. Um, you know, so I'm happy about that. Good. Yeah, I, I think that that's phenomenal. That's something, uh, you know, where, where you and you guys separated Obviously, there was something right about the separation, you know what I mean, for them to actually be able to feel like they could come back and apologize and then you to accept them and take them in. So, Right, exactly. So, yeah, I, so real quick, um, you know, 
I think, eight, like I said, 80% could be taken care of in the front end. And if you guys are just now getting on the call, um, go back and listen to that part. But uh, 80% can be taken on the front end. The other 20% uh, can be taken care of. You know, maybe 80% of that can be worked through. Uh, and then the other 20% you're just going to lose. Uh, you're not going to be able to uh, salvage, and that's just the way that it goes. And, you know, that was something big for me in the beginning that I had to to learn how to be okay with and accept and go, man, it's not always all my fault if somebody leaves or quits or disgruntled. Um, it, sometimes it's their fault, and I can't change them. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, I think that that's important. I mean, you um... – you, you know, you have to understand that, you know, there are certain people that you may just not, may not be the cup of tea for you, you know, right? Or they might, you might not be their flavor of ice cream, right? Like I always say, um, you can do your best and no matter how much we wish or want, um, you know, we won't be able to uh, change that. And uh, that's okay, though. That's why there are many, many martial arts schools out there. There are many other businesses. There's so many different restaurants and so on and so forth. But um, anyway, so, yeah, that's really a bit. We we could close it up now, and, and I think that that was a few good points. And, um, you know, we could – any an additional stuff or no, we'll close it up from here? No, I think we're good. I I, um, I don't think we need to browbeat it. I think everybody knows okay. how to take, take care of people, and uh, maybe they can systematize some things. I guess my last thing would be when you make a mistake and if you can fix it and systematize it so it doesn't happen again, that would be smart. Right. Absolutely. All right. Awesome, Dwayne. So we'll All right, chat. guys. Thank we'll you very much, Ali. Thank you. Talk to you later, man. Bye. Bye.